You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there wherever you might be. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Huge news out of Provo yesterday. Tyler Algier is NFL bound. Not all that surprising, but our position group debriefings, we will do running backs today in light of that announcement. Obviously, he leaves a sizable hole in the BYU offense going into 2022. We'll examine that ahead on today's show. We'll also get some notes on BYU men's basketball in action against Westminster tonight and also an interesting note on the BYU women's soccer program and those going off to serve missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We got plenty to cover ahead on today's show. So let's get into it now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 29th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, in my day job. But thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there, wherever you are, out there in Cougar Nation. Uh, funny enough, I was looking at some of the metrics as we get towards the end of the year. And by the way, you guys out there have been critical to a record-breaking year for the Locked On Cougars podcast, and I cannot thank you guys enough. I think I looked it up, and this obviously, I'll have to do some more research on this, but I saw upwards of 50 different countries that we have had downloads in over the year, and I'm actually going to dig into this further because I actually think it's more than that. I'm just looking at it, kind of glancing at some different metrics. It said 50 different countries had a significant amount of downloads. I think significant is something like 50 it's not much but still we have fans listening to this podcast all over the world we're currently rated on the itunes charts in japan of all places we've been rated on the charts in places like the philippines uzbekistan just crazy crazy stuff so thank you for your support of the podcast just a couple days left in 2021 and obviously looking to bigger and better things in 2022 and appreciate all of you joining the podcast each and every day there are thousands of you who download this show and it it makes my day when i see you guys enjoying the product and interacting with us all right so without uh, further ado and also without any more further self-aggrandizement let's talk a little byu football big news out of provo yesterday and that is a Tyler Algier has officially declared that he will enter the 2022 NFL Draft. Now, let me be clear right up front. This is the right decision for Tyler in my mind. I had heard strong rumors in the last couple of weeks that he was seriously considering or actually planning on coming back to BYU. Whether that was all bluster and people just saying something, hoping that he would come back, or he was serious about it and then he had a change of heart, I don't know. But this is the right decision for him. He needs to go and capitalize on his abilities now. He just set the single-season rushing record for BYU with 275 carries and 1,601 yards. Those are numbers that are going to be hard for any running back to, to approach once again. And he obviously has taken on a significant load for BYU the past two years. He has run for 2,700 yards plus. This is the time for him to go and chase the money. I had a conversation with a person who is more in the know about the prospects of guys from BYU and where they might slot in the NFL draft. And he said the current word on a guy like Tyler Algier is middle rounds of the NFL draft. Now, middle rounds is a little bit of a nebulous term because that can mean anywhere, what, from the third to the sixth round, technically. But if he ends up in the third or fourth 
round. That is plenty of money. That is the right decision. And even if he is a fifth or a sixth rounder, we all know that all you need is to be given that opportunity. That is the thing about this. You can look at guys like Tyson Williams, who is an undrafted free agent who signed with the Baltimore Ravens, has survived just all kinds of injury bugs there in Baltimore, and has become a significant contributor for the Ravens. Now, I think Tyson Williams is a fantastic running back, but I think that Tyler Algier is the next level. He is he is that good of a running back. And think about this next year in 2022. BYU is going to have three guys who played for Kalani Sitake. Of course, Jamal Williams split the gap during the Bronco Mendenhall tenure, the end of that, and also the the beginning of the uh, the Kalani Sitake run at BYU. But Kalani Sitake will be able to point to three NFL running backs, two starting NFL quarterbacks if Taysom Hill holds on to his job. There's a lot of good things happening in Provo, folks, and that type of stuff does not go unnoticed when it comes to recruiting and obviously for future prospects when it comes to the NFL draft. NFL teams like programs who put out productive players, and that's what BYU has proven in the last few years, is they have put out guys who are able to step in and play a role right away. They don't have problems off the field to keep their noses clean, and they just go about football the right way. That's the hallmark of a very solid football program, and that is why I think Tyler Algier is making the right decision right now for himself to go out and cash in the money. Could BYU's coaching staff have been selfish and tried to recruit him back to come back to BYU and say, dude, you're just uh, just over a thousand yards away from the career rushing mark. You're going to smash that. We're going to take care of you. We'll get you an NIL deal. We'll get you an insurance policy. We'll make sure you're taken care of. Absolutely. I'm probably sure that there were conversations like that had as he went about making this decision. But let's be honest. The only way to go out there and secure your future is to get into the NFL and start socking away that money. More importantly, if you can reach the plateau that gets you the NFL pension, that is where you really take care of yourself for the rest of your life. That guarantees you an income whenever you start collecting on that for the rest of your life. That is why Tyler Algier needed to go now. If he ends up with a third-round pick, is anybody going to fault him for leaving BYU? You shouldn't. Let me be very explicit about that. If you think that he made a mistake in leaving BYU, you're dead wrong. You can argue with me all you want, but he needs to be selfish in this moment and think of himself. This is a kid who came to BYU as a preferred walk-on out of Fontana, California, rushed for like 5,000 yards at Kaiser High School down there in the Inland Empire in California, also played some linebacker, came to BYU, started out as a running back for a little bit of time, then realized, hey, maybe I can get on the field playing linebacker, became a standout linebacker for BYU. There was some thought he could end up being an NFL prospect as a linebacker, but then switched back over became BYU's number one running back very clearly. This is the right decision for this young man, and I will be rooting for him because he is a fantastic, fantastic story. A guy who came from literally nothing, and I don't mean to denigrate anything about him. Let me be clear about that. But he came from nothing. He grew up uh, as a, a part of a single-parent household. His grandparents have been a huge influence in his life. We all know that he wore the cleats last year against Annap- in Annapolis against Navy that had the bleep cancer on the side of them shortly after his grandfather passed away from that insidious disease. This is a dude who is going to go and take care of his family. And I, for one, I look forward to covering it. I look forward to seeing where he lands. And I'm betting that he is going to be a fantastic running back in the NFL. Okay, fantastic. That's all relative. 
if he gets in the right system for him, and what I mean by that is he needs to go to a system where they run that wide zone scheme that BYU runs on offense, where the offensive line goes one way, and then Tyler Algier just kind of meanders and finds a hole and hits it. NFL teams more and more are going to that. You can think of teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Andy Reid has the BYU connection. They run a lot of that, lot of that zone blocking scheme, but it's it's all over the NFL now. It's one of the more in vogue schemes out there. Tyler Algier is going to be coveted due to his ability and familiarity with playing in that offense for multiple years and having been ultra productive in one of those offenses. So this is a fantastic, fantastic development, I believe, for Tyler Algier. And I, for one, as I said I'm going to be rooting him on and hope that he finds himself as a third or fourth round draft pick socks away all that money and makes good on the bet on himself because that is what he needed to do he needed to go out and bet on himself in this instance now where does that leave BYU's running back room well we've been doing these position group debriefings I planned on doing running backs a little later on in this rundown but with the news of Tyler Algier deciding that he's going to go pro I decided you know what we're going to kind of throw out what we were planning on today And we're going to talk about BYU running backs. What is coming back to BYU and what should they consider doing moving forward to replace his production? We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. It's the New Year's. That means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bars in your plan. I can speak to this, folks, because the last year, Built Bars have been absolutely critical to me losing over 40 pounds. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar in certain circumstances, and it makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars as being chalky or waxy or tastes like a chemical spill. <laughs> That's kind of a funny line there. If you want to eat healthy, uh, it can be boring. Like By week three, you're thinking, okay, is this just not worth it? Where's the chocolate? Well, the best part is Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and more importantly, they're delicious and healthy for you guys. Most Built Bars contain between 130 and 170 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So take advantage of Built Bars now, and more importantly, take advantage of supporting BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Get to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Right now, they're also offering a 22% off deal. It's actually their best discount of the year. And you know what? You actually can stack those two together. 37% off, nearly 40% off on your order. Get to built.com, place that order now, folks. Have it be a part of your news resolution because I have used it myself. That's promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Support BYU football and support our friends at Built Bar. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you all are enjoying the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms out there. It includes local experts weighing in on the New Year's Six as well as college football playoff games, betting advice, and draft analysis. Download it now for free on whichever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on as it is available out there as well. All right, let's talk about the BYU running back position group and obviously losing a guy like Tyler Algier cannot be overlooked. We all know that. Sets the single school, single season record for both rushing attempts and rushing yards during the 2021 season. Absolutely incredible production from that young man. But what do you do to try and replace him? That's what we're doing here as we talk about the position group debriefings we've been doing, looking back at the BYU football season that was, and looking a little bit ahead of what they need to do as they try and replace a talent like a guy like Tyler Algier. Now, 
what does Tyler Algier represent in BYU's offense? If you were to go by all-purpose yardage, Tyler Algier finished with 1,601 yards rushing as well as 199 receiving yards. It's an even 1,800 yards per game. It's an average of 138.5 yards per game. Well, that 1,800 yards is actually 27.75% of BYU's offense, give or take a decimal point there. It's absolutely a huge hole that he will leave in BYU's offense, but I think that there are options for BYU both currently on the roster to help replace him as well as what we like to talk about with the NCAA transfer portal. I believe that under Kalani Sitake, so long as he is the head coach in Provo, and it sure looks like he is in it for the long haul, the transfer portal is going to be BYU's resource to bring in high-level talent, particularly at positions that are normally hard for BYU to recruit elite talent at, one of those being running back. So I fully expect BYU will use the transfer portal to bring in one, maybe two guys to hopefully help replace what Tyler Algier is leaving behind as he heads to the NFL. A guy that I have had a man crush on for years is Xavier Halliday out of Wyoming. He has rushed for, I believe, just over 3,200 yards in his time at Wyoming. He has 2,000-yard seasons. He's a former first-team All-Mountain West conference performer. This is a dude who's a little bit different body type wise from Tyler Algier. He's six foot one, I think, 190 some odd pounds. So he's not built like Tyler Algier, but he absolutely can get after it. Another kid named Zach Evans out of TCU, who's a former four-star talent. I think he will have bigger and better prospects than BYU chasing him, but he's got to keep an eye on. There's also other options out there in the transfer portal out of different programs. I was just kind of looking at different ones. There's a kid out of Northern Illinois, and I I had seen his name, but I hadn't really thought about it. And I started looking at Javon Ducker is his name. He's a former three-star prospect out of of high school, played at Northern Illinois, ran for 1,200 yards this year. That's a pretty productive season out of the MAC. And then one guy who BYU fans may have some familiarity with, this is a guy that I don't know that he is a guy that comes in and becomes the 1A option, who is the bell cow back. But if you need to bring in two guys... This dude absolutely could be a bulldozer for you, and that's Andrew Van Buren out of Boise State. He's also a former three-star prospect out of high school ranks, a guy who went to Boise State, and BYU has faced him multiple times. He is more of a short yardage specialist, built like a tank. I think Van Buren, did he weigh 240-some-odd pounds? He's a huge dude. 6'5", yeah, so, no, not 6'5", six, 6 foot and a half inches, so just over 6 feet tall, 220, 230 pounds. I think he actually might have played at 240 at one point while he was at Boise State. This dude can absolutely get it. And if you're going to bring in one, maybe two guys, Van Buren, for me, would be kind of be the 1B option. If you can find a Xavier Halliday who comes in as kind of the star guy, you need a compliment to him. There's a lot worse guys, I feel like, than guys like Andrew Van Buren. But obviously, I'll be sniffing around, seeing what I can find out on transfer portal targets. But I think BYU absolutely is going to use the transfer portal to help replace Tyler Algier. Now, looking at the roster that BYU has currently... Obviously, there are guys who are productive who are coming back. None bigger than Lopini Katoa, of course, coming back for what will be his, what, sixth year in a BYU uniform due to COVID. Uh, Katoa, six foot one, 215 pounds. He does not uh, play the same way as Tyler Algier, but he is still a productive running back. In his career, speaking of Lopini Katoa, he's never had a huge season. He's always kind of played the complementary role for BYU. But if BYU, at worst comes to 
to worse, Lopini Katoa has probably got to be thinking, okay, let me be the guy. Do I think he's going to be the guy? I don't think so. I think he is going to be part of a tandem at worst uh, that BYU puts out there at running back. But I think that Lopini Katoa has got to be thinking, okay, I'm going to see more carries this year. And he had a decent season this past year. Ended up totaling uh, 242 yards on the season. So not a lot of production. Averaged four yards per carry. Had two touchdowns. Uh, But... I think Lopini Katoa, he is going to be a nice compliment for whoever ends up being the leading running back for BYU. A lot of BYU fans out there are absolutely intrigued by the potential of Miles Davis. We saw him carry the ball exactly one time during the 2021 season. That was during the bowl game when he summarily lost seven yards on that only carry of the game. He spent most of the season rehabbing from a broken foot, suffered in training camp. If he is healthy and can really show that he has put things together, he's a great, great prospect. Davis never played running back before arriving at BYU but he's got great size six foot two 210 pounds he is a guy that I think moving forward is absolutely going to be a BYU starting running back at some point in his career if his career arc continues on the progress that we saw from him early on in his career he's still technically a freshman this dude has a lot of time in front of him so maybe if he doesn't emerge next year as a big threat to be the number one back for BYU Well, keep an eye out in 2023 and beyond because this dude absolutely has the goods, I feel like, to deliver. It's just a matter of him getting the opportunity to show that. Jackson McChesney also figures to be in the mix here. Six foot, 215 pound freshman in his own right. Had a really nice uh, compliment to Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa in closing out that USC game. He obviously has that freshman record from 2019 when he went to UMass and ran absolutely wild, setting the freshman record with over 200 yards rushing in that game. But uh, McChesney, he has battled injuries himself, but he, similar to Lupini Katoa, he's got to be thinking, okay, just let me take my place and let me be the guy who can go out there. This is a former sprint champion in the state of Utah, a guy who's got nice size. He obviously has people who will downplay him because he is a Caucasian running back, but BYU's had success with guys if they have been proven capable, no matter what their heritage may be, and Jackson McChesney absolutely figures to be in the mix. Another name that I would like to think is the, think is in the mix, but actually I think is going to be a guy who ends up playing defense the rest of his time at BYU is Sione Finau, a guy who I absolutely loved during the 2019 season. I felt like before he tore his ACL, he was on his way to being the next great running back for BYU. A little bit smaller of a back, 5'11", 185 pounds, but he kind of did the antithesis of what Tyler Algier did. This past year, he actually spent most of the season practicing practicing on the scout team with the defense. I, he kind of switched positions, and I think that he may end up playing defense for the remainder of his time at BYU. If he has hopes of playing running back again for BYU, right now is the time for him to switch back and show what he can do in spring ball once again. He should be fully healed from that ACL tear. You figure he's going to be in the mix if he wants to be, but maybe defense, he's kind of the opposite of Tyler Algier. He started on an offense, flips over to the defense, and finds the best position for him. Absolutely, I think if he wants to be in the mix, Sione Finau should be given a look. And then the last two names I want to talk about here from BYU's roster are two guys who I've heard good things about but have never been able to show it on the field so far. One of them being Hinkley Ropati, listed at 5'10", 210 pounds. If Hinkley Ropati is 5'10", folks, I'm 6'2", and I'm barely 6'. He's not the tallest guy out there, but he's built like a Mack truck. Ropati coming off an ACL tear shortly after he arrived at BYU uh, during the 2020 uh, offseason. He uh, totaled four carries for 15 yards this past year, uh, but... 
I think he is a guy, if he, similar to Sione Finau, shows he's fully fit from that ACL tear, he figures to probably be in the mix here. I don't think Ropati has the overall ability to be that number one back for BYU, but this is a dude who absolutely can be a depth piece for BYU and can be in the mix in that regard and hopefully bring something to BYU that they have not had previously. He will have to go out and prove it, though. A guy that I thought was a, a find in the JUCO ranks, originally I think it, I, we talked to him on this podcast. Did he commit and sign with Dixie State before his mission? I believe that's right. It was Dixie State. Yeah, it was. Uh, but anyways, he is a guy to keep an eye on. And then the final guy is Mason Fakahua. Now he is similar in size and stature to Miles Davis, six foot two, two hundred and twenty-one pound. Uh, convert from a quarterback which he played in high school he originally signed with BYU as a quarterback was given that opportunity but then was quickly said you know what your future lies elsewhere on the team and what I had somebody tell me during training camp for BYU is that Mason Fakahua is the future Manasseh Tonga and anybody who remembers who Manasseh Tonga was in the mid 2000s he was a fullback who was big had sweet feet and the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and just make plays if Mason Fakahua ends up being a Manasseh Tonga that is an absolute steal for BYU because Manasseh Tonga is a personal favorite of my personal favorite of mine and a guy that I really enjoyed watching playing for the BYU football program. We'll see if he's able to ultimately achieve that type of production for BYU, but there are a lot of people who are high on Mason Fakahua, and similar to Hinkley Ropati, he's got time on his side, and similar to some of these other running backs for BYU, is they are all youthful. Mason Fakahua is still listed as a freshman. Hinkley Ropati, I think, is a sophomore, so yeah, sophomore there. So there's a lot of guys with a lot of eligibility still remaining for them. Spring ball is going to go a long way to determining, okay, what does BYU ultimately have? Is a guy like Lopini Katoa capable of stepping up and being that number one back? Can Miles Davis ultimately be that guy who steps forward and says, I want to be the guy? Does BYU realize shortly into spring ball that, hey, transfer portal, we got to find some dudes? I think the transfer portal, absolutely. They need to bring in at least one guy, I feel like. Because the one other thing, and I probably should acknowledge this earlier, is all the guys who I have listed so far. Think about it. I talked about Sione Finau having ACL tear. Lopini Katoa has dealt with numerous different injuries. Hamstrings, that type of stuff. Soft tissue stuff. Jackson McChesney has suffered, uh, it was a Liz Frank injury during that Navy game when he had a starring role in that win to open the 2020 season. We never saw him after that. Uh, also, uh, Miles Davis, a broken foot this year. Mason Fakahua is kind of the one guy who has not had an injury, it feels like, so far that I am aware of. So the injury bug is absolutely part of the conversation here for BYU. Can you trust any of these guys to stay healthy and be the machine that Tyler Algier was? Think about that. Tyler Algier absorbed so many carries for BYU. 276 this past season, 150 during the 2020 season. That is 300, no, excuse me, 400 Hundred plus carries the past two years. Can any one of these running backs who've dealt with injury concerns at BYU on the roster currently step up and be that guy? I don't think you can bet on that. So I think the transfer portal absolutely needs to be a part of this. And as I said, my one option, my number one option, the guy I would chase the hardest to start with is Xavier Halliday out of Wyoming. See if you can convince him to come to BYU and say, you know what? You saw what Tyler Algier did. You can be that guy for us. That is the dude I would chase, but 
ultimately time will tell what BYU can land and maybe will decide what they're going to do. They have to decide if the transfer portal is going to be part of it. I think it's going to be. I think they've already indicated that they are willing to use the transfer portal to great effect in that regard because you look back at Emmanuel Asupa, Tyson Williams, they have used the transfer portal to great success at the running back position, and I do think they go to that well again this year. And the nice part is the transfer portal stuffed full of guys who have had production in the college ranks and I think that you can find one, maybe two guys who can come in and absolutely help bolster BYU at that running back position. All right, so there you go. That's my position group debriefing on the running back position. A lot of potential, a lot of youth, but a lot of injuries. And that is the concern for BYU. So use the transfer portal and try and help replace that 27.75% of BYU's offense. They lose to Tyler Algier going off to the NFL. You find a guy who can replace that, and BYU is going to be pretty darn special, I feel like, offensively during the 2022 season. We actually need to talk about that. I was planning on talking about it today before Tyler Algier's news kind of preempted it. Uh, Jeff Hansen did a really, really good piece for BYU's uh, scout site or Ice 24-7 site, Cougar Sports Insider, on average yards gained. It's a really good indicator of how good your offense and or defense is. Well, we'll talk about that because according to what he researched, BYU's offense was pretty darn special during the 2021 season. You'd figure with all the youth on its side and really only losing Tyler Algier. I know you lose guys like, uh, uh, not Puka, uh, Samson Nakua, as well as uh, Neil Pau, but BYU brings back a lot of talent and should be very, very good in 2022. Conversely, the numbers say the defense is not so good. So maybe we'll get to that on tomorrow's podcast. We'll talk a little bit about it. But coming up next, we need to catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Some quick notes on BYU's matchup with Westminster in basketball tonight at the Marriott Center. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. We talk about them a lot, folks, but they've had you covered all holiday season long with more props, odds, and lines than everybody else as football continues its march through the bowl season, as well as the pro football playoffs looming just a couple weeks out. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today for free and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus from basketball to football to the NHL, boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's all courtesy of betonline.ag as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Do not wait to take advantage of all their amazing new offers. They obviously have have new ones every single day. So folks, check out betonline.ag often and take advantage of those. It's all courtesy of BetOnline where the game starts. Before we go here on this hump day edition of Locked On Cougars, BYU men's basketball is back in action tonight at the Marriott Center taking on Westminster. And folks, I usually do a preview of each game BYU basketball plays, but when you're playing a Division II team... I don't got much for you. BYU should just roll Westminster. They're five and six on the season. They're not great. They're three and two in their conference play. They have not played since December 16th. This is a body bag game for BYU basketball as they round out their non-conference slated games. BYU should roll the Griffins and then get ready to take on Portland on Saturday. I know that you don't ever want to overlook any opponent, but 
I just got nothing for you. But congratulations, by the way, to William Bangeter. He is going to the game tonight. He won our tickets earlier this week. I asked who was the only player that I was able to research and find that had connections to BYU on Westminster's roster. That is junior, I believe, or is he senior? Senior guard Taylor Miller for Westminster. Spent time on BYU's roster before transferring to Westminster and is obviously playing a lot more up there in Salt Lake City. And obviously a fun connection to have that. But BYU should roll Westminster. The one guy, I guess, if you want to keep an eye on from Westminster, you need you need to know about his name's Yusuf Muhammad. He's one of three Griffins who are averaging double figures and scoring this season. He's a Seattle, Washington native, averaging a team high 17.3 points per contest, shooting 57.3% from the field, 47.1% from three, and 74.2% from the free throw line. He's also averaging a team high 7.2 rebounds per game. So Yusuf Muhammad is the guy to keep an eye on. He's a guy who can really put it up, but I think BYU is more than capable of shutting him down and should have no problem shutting down Westminster tonight at the Marriott Center, but hopefully guys like William and you, if you're going to that game, can enjoy the game tonight, and it will be at 7 o'clock on BYU TV if you're not able to attend in person. Now, one other note before we go on today's show involves the BYU Women's Soccer Program coming off their national championship game run. They actually have five freshmen who are going to be departing for missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints following this season. That's actually coming up relatively quickly here. It's kind of a, a really unique thing for the women's soccer program. We talk all the time about missions for the BYU men's football program, the men's basketball program. This is a little bit out of the norm for BYU women's soccer. In recent years, with the age change uh, for missionaries, especially for women as they can go at age 19, you're going to see start seeing this, I think, a little bit more, but maybe five is a little bit out of ordinary. But congratulations to Josie Shepard, J.C. Wood, Addie Gardner, Kelsey Hoops, and Caroline Stringfellow, all of which are headed out on missions, and they will be back, obviously, in 18 months' time to rejoin the women's soccer program, but kind of a cool thing. I, Like I said, I don't, I don't see this being the norm moving forward, per, per se, but I do think that a program like this, it's kind of funny to think about women's soccer now having to absorb transfers and missionaries and having to maybe plan out what five six years in advance versus previously really only four years five years at the very most it's just kind of a new thing i think for jennifer rockwood and her staff but nonetheless congratulations to all five of these young women as they head out into the mission field kind of a cool thing i saw it on the church news on the deseret news website and that was a fun thing i would note as we round out today's show all right that's going to do it for today's show tomorrow on the podcast we continue our position group debrief things. We'll also get back into some New Year's resolutions. And hey, if anybody else declares for the NFL draft, we'll hit on that as well. Planning tomorrow on the position group debriefings to talk about BYU's linebacking core. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent that if it comes back healthy should help BYU's defense get back to what it was early on in the 2021 season. But We'll have to wait and see. So we'll talk about that. And obviously, as I mentioned, I also want to talk about a new article at Cougar Sports Insider about uh, production for BYU's offense, which is actually pretty elite and not so good numbers for the BYU defense. We'll get into all of that on tomorrow's edition on a Thursday right here on the podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you like my thoughts on all things sports, find me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, 
always, appreciate your guys' comments, concerns, advertising inquiries, whatever you got for us. Email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Now, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to make Locked On Bets and or Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. They are both free podcasts out there, and they are free and available on whichever podcasting platform you happen to be listening to us on. Check them out now. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 29th, 2021.